Para 
Jayam Vishnu Pad Paramhansa Pri Prajaka Charya Astotra Sutasri Srimad Bhakti Vidanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai Jayam Vishnu Pad Paramhansa Pri Prajaka Charya Astotra Sutasri Srimad Bhakti Ananta Koti Vaishnava Rinda Kijai, Amacharya Shivahari Das Thakur Kijai, Premsaka Ho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gaur Bhakta Rinda Kijai, Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopa Gopina, Shamakunda Radha Kundagiri Govardhan Kijai, Vrindavan Dham Kijai, Navadweep Dham Kijai, Shabuna Mai Ki Jai, Ganga Mai Ki Jai, Tulsi Devi Ki Jai, Bhakti Devi Ki Jai, Samveta Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. We shall read one verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. Canto 2, Chapter 1. The first step in God realization. Text 11. This verse is a glorification of the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. For the sake of time, I'll just uh, read the verse. Well, you can repeat Um Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Etan Nirvidyamananam. Etan Nirvidyamananam. 
Yogi-nam-akuto-bhayam Yogi-nam-ritta-nirnitam Harir-nam-anu-kirtanam Etan-nirvidyamananam Itchatam akuto bayam, Yoginam ripanir neetam, Yoginam ripanir neetam, Harinam of those who are completely free from all material desires. Vichitam, of those who are desirous of all sorts of material enjoyment. Akutabhayam, Free from all doubts and fear. Yoginam of all who are self-satisfied. Nripa, O King. Nirnitam, decided truth. Hare, of the Lord. Sri Krishna. Krishna. Nama. Nama. Holy name. name. Anu. Anu. After someone. someone. Always. Always. Kirtanam. Chanting. Translation. O King, constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord after the ways of the great authorities is the doubtless and fearless way of success for all, including those who are free from all material desires, those who are desirous of all material enjoyment, and also those who are self-satisfied by dint of transcendental knowledge. Please repeat. O King, constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord after the ways of the great authorities is the doubtless and fearless way of success for all, including those who are free from all material desires, those who are desirous of all material enjoyment, and also those who are self-satisfied by dint of transcendental knowledge. So if we consider the list of people 
mentioned in the verse, pretty much everyone is covered. If you think about yourself, you'll find yourself here. Those who are free from all material desires, those who are desirous of all material enjoyment, and those who are self-satisfied by dint of transcendental knowledge. So we're somewhere in there, and we're, we are probably a combination of more than one of those, but we're included. And what is the doubtless and fearless way of success for all of us? Yes, constant chanting. Constant chanting of the holy names. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. In the previous verse, the great necessity for attaining attachment to Mukunda has been accredited. Who is Mukunda? Krishna, the giver of liberation. There are different types of persons who desire to attain success in different varieties of pursuits. Generally, the persons are materialists who desire to enjoy the fullest extent of material gratification. Next to them are the transcendentalists who have attained perfect knowledge about the nature of material enjoyment and thus are aloof from such an illusory way of life. More or less, they are satisfied in themselves by self-realization. Above them are the devotees of the Lord, who neither aspire to enjoy the material world, nor desire to get out of it. They are after the satisfaction of the Lord. Sri Krishna. In other words, the devotees of the Lord do not want anything on their personal account. Chaitanya Charitamrita says, Mukti Mukti Siddhi Kamala Ashanta, that uh, those who desire material enjoyment and those who desire liberation, and those who desire mystic perfections are all selfish, and therefore none of them are peaceful. Devotees are peaceful because they desire only uh, the satisfaction of Krishna, and that is our natural constitutional position, Jive Swarupai Krishna Nityadas. Srila Prabhupada gives the example of the hand. The hand is part and parcel of the body. And so if the hand uh, feeds food to the body, the hand will automatically be nourished along with all the other parts of the body. But if the hand tries to enjoy some nice prasad directly, it won't, um, it won't get any benefit. 
because the, the, the hand is meant to serve the body and the food is meant to go to the stomach and from the stomach the uh, nourishment is distributed to all the different parts of the body. Now this uh, word anu, anu means uh, to follow, like rupanugas, we are followers of Rupa Goswami. And Anu means uh, continuous. And Srila Prabhupada has translated this very beautifully as constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord after the ways of the great authorities. So, the devotees of the Lord do not want anything on their personal account. If the Lord desires, the devotees can accept all sorts of material facilities. And if the Lord does not desire this, the devotees can leave aside all sorts of facilities, even up to the limit of salvation. So Srila Prabhupada said of himself that uh, at first Krishna tested him by taking everything away from him. And then Krishna tested him by giving him everything. So what is the test? The test is, are we going to remember Krishna or forget Krishna? Sometimes if we lose things, we forget Krishna and we become absorbed in what we lost. And sometimes if we gain a lot, we forget Krishna. And... uh uh, revel or take pleasure in what we gained. Uh, but Srila Prabhupada, uh, he said, first Krishna tested me by taking everything away, and then he tested me by giving me everything. And I hope that uh, we all know about the life of Srila Prabhupada. If you haven't read uh, the book, Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita by Satsarupa Das Goswami, I strongly recommend it. Very important. We all know about Srila Prabhupada. When that book first came out, I was based in Juhu, Bombay. And many people came to me and told me that they never really understood ISKCON until they read Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita. And some said they never really even understood Srila Prabhupada's books until they read Srila Prabhupada. So we should do that. Um, so, if the Lord desires, the devotee can accept all sorts of material facilities. And if the Lord does not desire this, the devotees can leave aside all sorts of facilities, even up to the limit of salvation. Nor are they self-satisfied because they want the satisfaction of the Lord only. In this verse, Sri Shukadeva Goswami recommends the transcendental chanting of the holy name of the Lord by offenseless chanting and hearing of the holy name of the Lord, 
one becomes acquainted with the transcendental form of the Lord. And then with the attributes of the Lord. And then with the transcendental nature of his pastimes, etc. So that the, the holy name is Krishna. And as Krishna, the holy name includes um, his, uh, his his form, his, his rupa, his qualities, his gunas, his pastimes, his leelas, everything about him. And by pure chanting of the holy name, Krishna and his forms and qualities and pastimes become revealed to us. Here it is mentioned that one should constantly chant the holy name after hearing it from authorities. This means that hearing from the authorities is the first essential. Hearing of the holy name gradually promotes one to the stage of hearing about his form, his attributes, his pastimes, and so on. And thus the necessity of chanting his glories develops successively. So in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the Nectar of Devotion, Srila Rupa Goswami enumerates different items of devotional service. And certainly kirtan is one of them, shravanam kirtanam. And that kirtan can be of the name of the forms, of the qualities of the pastimes. They're all different types of kirtan or different features of kirtan. This process is recommended not only for the successful execution of devotional service, but even for those who are materially attached. According to Shishukadeva Goswami, this way of attaining success is an established fact, concluded not only by him, but also by all other previous acharyas. Therefore, there is no need of further evidence. That's the explanation of a decided truth. Nirnitam. The process is recommended not only for the progressive students in different departments of ideological success, but also for those who are already successful in their achievement as fruitive workers, as philosophers, or as devotees of the Lord. So basically, everyone is either a a fruitive worker, karmi, a, a philosophical speculator, gyani, or a devotee, bhakta. Uh, and in those categories, there are those who are striving to attain success in their in field of endeavor, and then there are those who have already achieved success in their field of endeavor, and the 
Constant chanting of the holy name after the ways of great authorities is recommended for all of them. For all of us. Srila Jiva Goswami instructs that chanting of the holy name of the Lord should be done loudly. And it should be performed offenselessly as well as recommended in the Padma Purana. One can deliver himself from the effects of all sins by surrendering himself unto the Lord. Sarvadharman purityaja mame kam saranam braja am tvam sarvapape bhyo moksha isyami asuchaha one can deliver himself from the effects of all sins by surrendering himself unto the Lord. One can deliver himself from all offenses at the feet of the Lord by taking shelter of his holy name. But one cannot protect himself if one commits an offense at the feet of the holy name of the Lord. So we have to be very careful. Such offenses are mentioned in the Padma Purana as being ten in number. The first offense is to vilify the great devotees who have preached about the glories of the Lord. We have discussed this, um, but, yeah... Everyone engaged in, in devotional service in the Krishna consciousness movement is directly or indirectly propagating the glories of the holy name of the Lord and therefore to uh, blaspheme them or criticize them is an offense and in places Srila Prabhupada says the worst offense. The second offense is to see the holy names of the Lord in terms of worldly distinction. The Lord is the proprietor of all the universes, and therefore he may be known in different places by different names. But that does not in any way qualify or limit the fullness of the Lord. Any nomenclature which is meant for the Supreme Lord is as holy as the others, because they are all meant for the Lord. <clears throat> Such holy names are as powerful as the Lord, and there is no bar for anyone in any part of the creation to chant and glorify the Lord by the particular name of the Lord as it is locally understood. They are all auspicious, and one should not distinguish such names of the Lord as material commodities. So once Srila Prabhupada's disciple, Atreya Rishi, uh, he, he was from Iran, and uh, when Srila Prabhupada visited Iran, Atreya Rishi sort of waxed eloquent and was saying he was looking forward to, day, to the day when all the Muslims in Iran uh, would chant uh, Hare Krishna. And Srila Prabhupada replied, uh, why do you want them to chant only Hare Krishna? 
They can also chant Allah, Allah. So, um, this, that's, that's the idea. Of course, on a higher level, there is some difference, uh, as Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur explains, but in general, any nomenclature meant for the Supreme Lord is as good as any other. And they should all be respected, and the chanting of those different names should be encouraged. The third offense is to neglect the orders of the authorized acharyas or spiritual masters. The fourth offense is to vilify scriptures or Vedic knowledge. The fifth offense is to define the holy name of the Lord in terms of one's mundane calculation. The holy name of the Lord is identical with the Lord himself, and one should understand the holy name of the Lord to be non-different from him. Um, His Holiness Satchidandan Swami uh, has given many uh, uh, seminars and conducted many retreats on the holy name of the Lord. And his initial impetus in doing so was that he perceived a distinction between our uh, philosophy and our realization. As he said in his charming German accent, it is as if all the devotees are suffering from schizophrenia. It's like they have split personalities. Because they're chanting like our motto, chant and be happy. It's so simple, or seemingly simple. But we can be happy if we chant uh, properly, you know, with, without offense. I've also conducted some uh, seminars and retreats on, on Japa, and one exercise uh, I lead is... I have the participants list um, how they feel after they've chanted nicely and how they feel after they've chanted poorly. And there's a big difference. We've all experienced it. So the motto, chant and be happy, can be fulfilled if we chant properly. But if we don't chant properly, we won't feel that happy. Um, so yes, these d- discussions, and also these uh, this kirtan um, retreat. It's like the the better we chant our japa, the more we can relish the kirtan, and the more we relish the kirtan, the better we can chant our japa. So they. They go together. They support each other. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the offenses is to consider the glories of chanting the holy name to be imaginary. And that, you know, if we don't really get the effect of chanting, we may think that the the glories are imagined or exaggerated. So that's why it's very important that we get together and chant like this. The fifth offense is to define the holy name of the Lord in terms of one's mundane calculation. The holy name of the Lord is identical with the Lord himself, and one should understand the holy name of the Lord to be none different from him. Once uh, Satsvarupa Maharaj approached Srila Prabhupada and said, Now you are here, and we can ask you our questions and get answers. But what do we do when you're not here? How will we get our answers? And Srila Prabhupada replied, The holy name of the Lord and the Lord himself are not different. Do you realize this fact? The sixth offense is to interpret the holy name. The Lord is not imaginary, nor is his holy name. There are persons with a poor fund of knowledge who think the Lord to be an imagination of the worshiper and therefore think his holy name to be imaginary. Such a chanter of the name of the Lord cannot achieve the desired success in the matter of chanting the holy name. The seventh offense is to commit sins intentionally on the strength of the holy name. In the scriptures, it is said that one can be liberated from the effects of all sinful actions simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord. One who takes advantage of this transcendental method and continues to commit sins on the expectation of neutralizing the effects of sins by chanting the holy name is the greatest offender at the feet of the holy name. Such an offender cannot purify himself by any recommended method of purification. In other words, one may be a sinful person before chanting the holy name of the Lord. But after taking shelter in the holy name of the Lord and becoming immune, one should strictly restrain oneself from committing sinful acts with the hope that his method of chanting the holy name will give him protection. So, I hope we all understand this, that by chanting Hare Krishna, we become free from sinful reactions. That's a fact. But if we think, oh well, I can engage in sinful activities and then I'll just neutralize the effects by chanting, that's an offense. And not only is it an offense, it doesn't work. So we don't get any benefit from that. And on top of it, we commit an offense and, and, and suffer. 
So we should be sincere, in other words. The eighth offense is to consider the holy name of the Lord and his chanting method to be equal to some material auspicious activity. There are various kinds of good works for material benefits, but the holy name and his chanting are not mere auspicious holy services. Undoubtedly, the holy name is holy service, but he should never be utilized for such purposes. Since the holy name and the Lord are of one and the same identity, one should not try to bring the holy name into the service of mankind. The idea is that the Supreme Lord is the supreme enjoyer. He is no one's servant or order supplier. Similarly, since the holy name of the Lord is identical with the Lord, no one should try to utilize the holy name for one's personal service. So, I had a vivid um, experience in, in how Srila Prabhupada responded to a proposal made by a, 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 a holy man. I don't remember his name. He had a long beard. And that man said to Srila Prabhupada that he was having large gatherings and getting people to chant the holy name and telling them that by chanting they could be uh, cured of their material ailments. So he said to Srila Prabhupada, you are gathering people together and I'm gathering people together. I'm getting them to chant the holy name and you are getting them to chant the holy name. So we should cooperate. And Srila Prabhupada said no. What you are proposing is against our principles. And then he made the same point, that the holy name is Krishna. We're not meant to use the holy name to serve us materially, to you know cure our material ailments, but we're meant to serve him for his pleasure. The ninth offense is to instruct those who are not interested in chanting the holy name of the Lord about the transcendental nature of the holy name. If such instruction is imparted to an unwilling audience, the act is considered to be an offense at the feet of the holy name. So we can engage people in chanting. We want to engage them in hearing the holy name and chanting the holy name. But we shouldn't try to explain the glories of the holy name to them unless they show some interest. Um, Otherwise, again, they'll think we're imagining it, we're exaggerating it, and they'll uh, commit more offenses. The tenth offense is to become uninterested in the holy name of the Lord even after hearing of the transcendental nature of the holy name. The effect of chanting the holy name of the Lord is perceived by the chanter as liberation from the conception of false egoism. False egoism is exhibited by thinking oneself to be the enjoyer of the world and thinking everything in the world to be meant for the enjoyment of one's self only. 
The whole materialistic world is moving under such false egoism of I and mine. But the factual effect of chanting the holy name is to become free from such misconceptions. So when we chant and we notice our mind wandering, generally the wanderings of the mind go in the direction of wanting to enjoy, wanting to possess, wanting to control. Um, In other words, we want to be God. (laughs) We want to be in, in the position of God. In the nectar of devotion, this offense is uh, rendered as um, to not have complete faith in the chanting of the holy name and to maintain material attachments even after understanding so many instructions in the matter. And these go together because if we had complete faith in the chanting of the holy name, uh, we wouldn't maintain material attachments because we would know that the holy name can satisfy us fully, certainly more than anything material. So we come with material attachments. That's mentioned in the verse also. And that's not an offense. Um, It's an anartha, but it's not an offense. But to maintain those material attachments in spite of chanting, considering that the purpose of chanting is to purify us and free us from material attachments, that is an offense. So we should observe ourselves, how we're progressing. I mean, some of the offenses are committed while we chant, like inattention, that's committed while we chant, but a lot of the offenses are committed outside of when we chant um, in, in, in our daily lives. And so we should try to uh, organize our lives or rectify our lives in such a way that it's favorable for our chanting, which means favorable for our Krishna consciousness, which means favorable for our uh, going back home, back to Godhead. So what we experience here, that boost in Krishna consciousness, that um, uh, depth of experience that we get while chanting is something that should uh, transform us uh, tr- and um, inspire us to make changes in our lives so that every aspect of our life is favorable for, for our chanting, for our uh, Krishna consciousness. And we should also uh, share this with others. Um, as we discussed earlier, uh, as Srila Prabhupada instructed before we chant, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, we should chant 
ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತಾರಿಂದ ಹರಿ ಕೃಷ್ಣ and it said there are offenses to be considered in chanting the holy names of krishna but the panchatatva they don't consider offenses and along with chanting the names of the panchatatva is serving the panchatatva uh by spreading the sankirtan movement that will please the panchatatva and that will also um cleanse our hearts and make us more uh qualified uh to chant the holy names by their mercy so <laughs> as i i quoted the other day and it's really the essence she the prophet used to uh re- refer to a cartoon in a magazine and in this cartoon the uh an old lady and her husband were sitting together and the lady was saying chant 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 and the husband was responding can't 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 and with the same effort he made to refuse he could just as well have done it so we we have different reasons and as burijan prabhu says the mind will always uh tell us that there's so many things more important to do than chant the holy name but uh we should uh, we should chant and chant and chant and as shilajiba uh, goswami says all of our other activities should be accompanied by the chanting of the holy names and the more we chant uh offenselessly especially in the association of devotees who have taste the more we will relish the nectar of krishna consciousness and um overcome our schizophrenia and uh, be be happy chanters hari krishna so are there any questions or comments yes friend of priya everyone heard that <laughs> I I recommended that everyone should read uh, Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita which is true and there's a book table outside with Srila Prabhupada Lilamrita and Srimad Bhagavatam which we are reading from which is our life and soul and with the Bhagavad Gita so Yes. How should the saintly quality of an aversion to fault finding be taken into account when we are witnessing someone committing offenses? 
You mean you see that someone is committing offenses, but you don't want to find fault with them? Well, uh, you might have an aversion to fault-finding, which is a good quality, but if someone is committing an offense, for the person's benefit, we would want to um, make him aware of the fact that he's committing an offense and help him to, to stop. But again, depending on who the person is, how, what our relationship with the person is, how receptive he would be to being corrected by us, we may or may not attempt to do it ourselves. Uh, but if we can do it directly, that's good. Otherwise, if it's serious enough, you could speak to uh, like a confidential friend of the person or a mentor of the person and inform him of what you saw and, and bring it to his attention so he can deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we're not really doing someone a favor if we let them continue to make mistakes. Uh, when my... Godbrother, His Holiness Sridhar Swami Maharaj uh, came to Mayapur for the last time at the end. You know, he sort of accorded a hero's welcome, which he deserved. And uh, one of his godbrothers, so he came to the temple, he, he offered his obeisances to the deities. And one of his godbrothers, you know, very enthusiastically and you know, with a good heart, uh, offered obeisances to Sridhar Swami. Uh, but he had his feet facing toward the deities. And Sridhar Swami uh, corrected him. He was saying how auspicious it was that Sridhar Swami had come to Mayapur, and Sridhar Swami said, well, it's not auspicious that you have your feet facing the deities. So, it's, you know, it's good. People appreciate it. Even if they don't appreciate it immediately, but in the long run they should appreciate it if you correct them for, in, in a nice mood for their benefit. Any other questions or comments? Oh, yes, there's another one too. Yes, okay. Where's the moving microphone? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. Rama. All right, I'll, I'll repeat the question. Yes, the the primary process is to hear the holy name, but as we read, by offenseless chanting 
we will uh, remember his his forms, his qualities, his pastimes, and that is uh, desired. That's desired, but we shouldn't make a special effort. Uh, we, but it should arise naturally from attentive chanting. But you can also set your mind in a good position to remember Krishna uh, in the morning when you chant. Uh, in, in the old days in ISKCON, we would read the Krishna book at night before going to sleep. And then when we woke up and we would be chanting Japa, it would sort of be natural to remember what we read about Krishna in the Krishna book. So, yeah. And there was one more. Yes. Is there, is there a difference between finding the fault and seeing the fault? Well, generally fault finding means that one is like looking for faults, which is not a good, um, mentality. But sometimes we can't help but see a fault. But, uh, what do you mean by fault? Sometimes there is a difference in value system and from the perspective of our own values, sometimes you might see some difference in values. So, it is apparently visible. There may be something like cleanliness or truthfulness or being kind. So, sometimes we see that, okay, the other person is not being kind or not being clean or something that is visible. So, I'm sorry, my eye is not here. No, that's okay. So you see that someone is exhibiting a fault or a bad quality. Well, yeah. But do they also exhibit good qualities? So, as a rule, and again, unless it's unless we're in a position to correct them and help them, in general, it's better to see the 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 good rather than the bad. As Srila Prabhupada gives the example of the birds and the flies, not the birds, the bees and the flies. The bees are always going from flower to flower looking for nectar. And the flies are looking for sores and dirty spots. So, um, yeah, in, in general, it's it, it's good for us and good for others if we see see the good in them. Um, which reminds me, I'll just conclude with this. Um, I gave us a, a a seminar in Alachua based on Bhaktiyaloka, which is um, six essays by Bhaktivinoda Thakur on the six, well, twelve actually, six items favorable for devotional service and six items unfavorable in the nectar of instruction. And he really makes a point that we should not speak about others. I mean, speak badly about others. And there are some exceptions, but as a rule, we 
we should not. And at the end, one lady uh, in the audience quoted uh, a saying that struck me as as quite appropriate, and I, I remember it. And the saying is, there's so much good in the worst of us, and so much bad in the best of us, it hardly behooves any of us to speak about the rest of us. Srila <laughs> 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 Prabhupada Ki Jai. <laughs>